If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 19th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Game Spots to more Hussein. Hello, Tam. What up, everyone? Thank you for having me back yet again. I'm uh, honored to be here. Well, I'm honored to be here and do something I don't usually get to do. Usually at Kind of Funny, when we cancel something, Tim gets to cancel it. But I'm happy to be here to cancel Tim Tam Thursdays. All right? I'm happy to be here wow. to shake it up and say, Tim, hit the bricks. Now, what's our name, Tam? Because you guys have logos. You have all this different fun stuff. We got to come up with a combination. I just saw a good one in chat. It's Tamary. A Tamary is pretty good. I like it. That, oh, assuming, like because the Greg part? Greg, yeah, Gregory. 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 Do you go Tamary. by Gregory? Ever now, Graham of Legends says Tam over Greggy. Any bad? Any Tam over Greggy is pretty good. Also, we said dirty. we said Greg Greg Moore earlier, but like that's kind of weird. Yeah, but like now, hold we on. could. Matt we could Matt be... says it's Miller Tam. Like it's Miller time. It's Miller time. That's pretty good. I like that. But uh, I do like yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. If if we did like Tam Miller, that could be like a, a Metal Gear character. That's true. It's like Kaiser Miller, Tam Miller. I'm writing down it's Miller Tam. I don't want to forget that M- one. Miller Tam's good. Yeah. Tam, how the hell are you? I mean, I've never hosted this show with you. I don't think have yeah, I? I feel like we've been on show. For us. Yeah. We, I don't, have we been on anything together? No. I mean, you've been on Gamescast or something we, with us, right? No, no. I've not been on Gamescast yet. You've uh, been on streams. I've been on streams with you. Yeah. Okay. So we've been on that, but never done uh, games early. And I'm excited to do it with you. I've been good. Um, you know, still living life in, in, uh, in the UK begrudgingly. Sure. Um, praying, praying that I can get back to the to the East Bay, San Francisco soon. Sure. But Is there any live scene of the tunnel on that though? Uh, I hopefully soon. I can okay. only say soon. I don't want to say anything. I've never been a superstitious person. Sure. You don't uh, but now, like after going through this process, I have become a superstitious person because every time I've thought, I think we're good, it's gone like completely out of the off the rails. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it happen and hope. But my hope is like by the end of the year, if we're lucky. Okay. Okay. We're all here. We're pulling for you. We're hoping for you. Don't worry about that. Uh, M Frizzy in the Twitch chat calls you out. You are a liar. You were on the Bloodborne PS. I love you. XOXO. So there you go. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. um, I don't know what I don't know what time is anymore. Time's a flat circle. Do you know that? Like, we, first off, it's a big deal. We're, you know, I'll do the housekeeping in a second, but our Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. director's cut review is up as a new games cast, right? Lucy James is on that. Kept her ass yeah. up to like twelve thirty her time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you love to see I mean? it. I think she was, she was like, uh, I think that's her Sopranos hour. If I know, it is. That's what she said on the show. That yeah, this is usually yeah, the yeah. Sopranos hour. No, not for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. You denied her some Sopranos. It gives me a little bit of time to catch up to her. Oh, are you watching um, alongside her now? I haven't started yet, but I can. I'm gonna poop sock it one day. Like in the next couple of days, I'll probably just you're gonna watch what? like one more time. Poop socket. You never heard of poop socking? No. You're gonna poop suck it. Poop sock sock. Poop socket. Okay, no, I yeah. still don't know. No, I still don't know. No, yeah, that, honestly, that scares me more. I'm sure you can figure. It out. I believe who did I hear first first mention it? I think it might have been Brian Altano, 
who who said that, that I heard it first. But it's the idea of being so dedicated to something that you never leave to even to poo. Instead, you poop into the sock. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I've never been that dedicated to anything in <laughs> my entire God, life. Thank Cam. God. And no, it wasn't Brian O'Tony, it was Sean Elliott on uh, GFW radio back in the day. The one-up days. Um, yeah. Get ready for some poop sucking, everyone. Get high. Ladies and gentlemen, get your socks out because we have a hell of a show for you. It's Miller Tam. Today we're talking about the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut reviews being in, the Cyberpunk DLC seeming lackluster, and the fact that CES needs you to get vaccinated. We'll tackle all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. And, of course, you can get a bevy of other benefits for things like the Kind of Funny Gamescast, the Next Gen Podcast, and so much more, all on Patreon.com slash Games. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can be watching us record the show live, just like, just according, Jacob Stoddy and the Singer Bro all are. Singer Bro says, we want more Grammore. Oh, Grammore. It sounds like a cracker. It's like Graham Cracker. Yeah, like you guys, it reminds me of Grim Grimoire. Remember that PS2 game? Oh, Grimoire? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, listening on podcast services around the globe, watching over on Rooster Teeth and everywhere else. You can get this show no matter where you get Kind of Funny Games daily. Thank you for your love, your support, your appreciation. Please like it subscribe it share it leave a review do all that stuff if you're driving in your car right now roll up to that coffee shop get yourself a latte and scream inside everybody listen to kind of funny games daily then drive away without paying don't do that you'll get uh you'll get arrested for that i mean if they have to catch you first you know yeah i mean if you're confident in your escape abilities then definitely do it because it will be incredible and make sure you record yourself doing it because that's a hell of a tiktok especially sure. if it's the, the first TikTok. tell you you can't do that but you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry anyway, about that. Uh, no, legal, legally, we're saying do not do that. We are not promoting that. Do not no, do it. We're not promoting that at all. Wink. That it's, underrated. Ta- it, it's Miller's hand. <laughs> uh, I was for you. Like I said, GameSpot's Lucy James is over on uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe for the new Gamescast. Of course, she is there talking to us while we review Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut and then joins us for our 12 minutes review. If that wasn't enough, we also have an interview in there about the games and online harassment hotline. It is a jam-packed show, and all it took was cutting the dead weight that is Tim and Andy. Uh, thank you to our <laughs> Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Canva HP. Max and Kiwi Co. But I'll tell you about them later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. More items on the Roper Report. Kevin, I like you. How are you doing? How are you, Kevin? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever, Kevin. I haven't done this show in forever. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Tell him about the next thing, Kevin. Oh, I yeah, I, yeah. I went to Sonoma this weekend, and they that. had down pillows in the hotel that I was in, but they weren't like overly stuffed, so my head fucking flat on the damn bed, and um, I'm just having some neck issues. Okay, it hasn't gotten better, and I don't understand. Did cavemen have pillows? Like, 
we must have been like at some point in humanity, mm-hmm. we must have been like, no, nah, it's fine. We don't need pillows. Yeah. But like, that feels so far you away. You got an arm. Yeah, I guess so. The arm would have been the thing, right? That's what yeah. you see in a lot of mm, arms are very mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. they're not comfortable either. Yeah. No, well, but have... I mean, you're a caveman. You're sleeping in a cave. What do you, you didn't even know it was up? Yeah, I need to. I you think know, we they need had to go a bunch of there. leaves or something. Maybe like yeah, uh, lamb stomach stuffed with leaves. Or like someone punched an ostrich sure. and like subdued it and. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just sleep on that. Who, who ostriches have, have always somebody seemed... in, our, in our Rolodex that would be know this, right? Ostriches seem really mm-hmm. comfortable. Who would know this? I would, I would like. It's, it's, I would have gone for Kevin, but is, is it? Yeah, Kevin would have been my go to. Yeah. Yeah. He's science. more about the animal kingdom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kevin, what yeah, a, what does snake sleep on? Uh, the dirt. See, did, there you go. Did, I'm gonna Google it. Did cavemen have pillows? I'm looking up the history of pillows. Huh. Pillows became a high status thing in late medieval Europe, and we oh. don't, and we did not evolve to need pillows. You see, in you many see cultures throughout history, people have not had pillows, or pillows were only for the elite. In the middle, of, I'm telling you, the picture they've got with this pillow is awful. It's a, it's a literal stone that they've carved a shape out of. <laughs> it is general. horrifying. Yeah, put, put, put in general. assets or whatever. Oh my god! I'll, 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 I forget put it in, on Slack. No, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll chuck it in into That's into the Slack. Slack now. While you do that, of course, I want to go over to the the Twitch chat here, where Dark Knight six six seven eight says, "You talked to Kevin yesterday, Greg," and then J- Dustin JB says, "For a while too, trying to get him to try into Avengers." Guys, that's content. Conflate, that's not yeah. me talking to Kevin. I didn't know this thing about the pillow. I didn't know this thing about Sonoma. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get Kevin through some uh, you know, hoops for Avengers. That doesn't let me into his life. I don't know what's happening over there. It's okay, a different... I put it in the GF, KFGD channel. Oh, you, my God. You... It's, a, it's a web... Oh, why do people right, do while this? While works on that, I'll begin oh, the Roper report with the first story. Uh, we have Ghost of Tsushima director's cut reviews rounding up right now. Uh, the Metacritic sits at an 87 when I did this at 9 a.m. If you're paying attention, the 2020 version of Ghost of Tsushima has an 83 on Metacritic, meaning that that 83 was a nonsense Metacritic. We all know that was underrated. That is some bullshit. And it's nice to see a lot of reviewers here eating crow and apologizing to Sucker Punch in this game. Uh, We're going to start at Push Square, where uh, Push Square gave it a 9. Robert Ramsey wrote, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut amplifies an already excellent open-world game. The Iki Island expansion is worth the price of admission alone, providing another chunk of stunning Japanese landscape for Jin to explore, while also digging into the protagonist's past. A fantastic range of story missions and side quests make for a memorable offshore excursion and put alongside the main campaign, Ghost of Tsushima now stands as a PS4 and PS5 must-buy. Did you find this pillow? Are we all set, Kevin? You want to show the pillow? Uh, Sorry. Give me one second. (laughs) It's there. It's there. It's definitely there. I see it. Um, I see it here, and this thing looks horrifying. It looks like a tooth. It's horrifying. It looks like somebody's laying on a tooth, and I don't like that That one. That is is a bad one. Caveman tried. You Link, know, they had to do just Tam in the future, links are always better. Because then I, now try, I, have I, to... I tried, but it's it was one of those like massive damn, we'll broken you this links. job you don't even have. Is oh, that what you want? Damn. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. This is tail on here. I got, I got. There it, it is. Right. Look at this. This that's the pillow. That is, that's, that's, on? that's the OG that pillow. Someone, that is OG pillow. Like, someone what, actually, what someone actually created their children for this pillow. What yeah. is the line of thinking here? Like, oh. Like imagine was, imagine was being the bed like soft? 
I don't uh, I don't think so. I think you it's like ground mean? and that. But like imagine being like <sighs> I'm an elite member of society now and then you yep. get a stone pillow. Oh my the god. The thing about it is though, I've seen I, on YouTube a couple times now. I've seen the, the I get the ad for this like cube pillow this guy's trying to sell you. Yeah. When he's like it's not about like having a pillow like you already have, it's about giving you neck support and that's what that would give. Aren't they like, like there's some controversy with that company, right? I think there might be some controversy. Of course there is. There's controversy yeah, with it. Cuz it sucks that I really like I'm not going to lie, Greg. Every single time I see that ad, I'm like, he's making math, some good points. The, the math's making <laughs> a lot of sense. The math's making a lot of sense here. That's the thing is like, if you can come with a good argument, I'll buy anything. I remember way back in the day when I was still living uh, with Colin in the spare bedroom place and Steimer was there. Mm-hmm. We were coming from a trip and it was like four in the morning. It was like a red eye. And we're, we started watching a, here's a indoor deep fryer. Here's the thing to have on your countertop. For, and we're like, this is stupid. Cut to an hour and a half later, we like landed. And I'm like, I'm going to order this deep fryer. <laughs> this thing sounds great. And I made delicious wings and turkeys left and right. The fact that you said the fact that you said it's an indoor deep fryer uh, implies that there's a, an outdoor deep fryer. Oh yeah, no, you're supposed to have, right? yeah, you, like a turkey fryer so that if it yeah, boils you, over, and if you're frying a turkey, Tam, you got to do it. You go outside. Not, okay, that was yeah, the thing about this fryer I had is you didn't need to. There was no open flame for it to go anywhere. Mm. It was a brilliant thing. Stunk up the whole still, house, but it, I fucking had a turkey that was deep fried. It was great. Is this thing still on sale? Because I might be interested now. Probably. I had to get rid of it. It was, it was one of those things I wasn't using enough. You know what I mean? Wow. Because okay. that's either, you either fully commit to I'm frying everything or it's just taking up counter space or under the storage space. And I was like, I get yeah, I get yeah, I get yeah. Let's go to GameSpot. <laughs> they gave Ghost of Sushima Director's Cut an eight over there. Phil Hornshaw writes, all of what Iki Island brings to Ghost of Tsushima is good, if you already like Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, the base game's issues remain, however, so if Sucker Punch's take on the open world didn't thrill you before, don't expect this new concept content to change your mind. You'll still wrestle with the camera during combat, especially as Mongols come flooding at you from all sides. And while Iki Island is a fun place to explore, it's littered with a lot of the same by-the-number open-world activities and collectibles. Expect to chase down a bunch of collectible flags and lore items, climb a few lighthouses, and try your hand at a few archery challenges. Uh, None of these activities is especially engaging, and while the side quests provide some good variety in their stories, requirements, and locations, the island still has its share of busy work scattered around. Where Iki Island excels, though, is in adding some new dimensions to the rest of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, its exploration of Jin's backstory and his character bring more depth to the base game's tale that improve it overall. And its beautiful new landscape provides both more of what works about Vanilla Ghost and a few good, if slight, tweaks on the formula. Nothing is a drastic departure, but it's a lot more of the good stuff, refreshing Sucker Punch's already solid open-world game and providing some interesting reasons to revisit it. And then finally, we go to IGN.com, who also gave it an 8. Mitchell Saltzman writes, If more Ghost of Tsushima is what you want, the Iki Island expansion is exactly that. It provides another compelling story that dives deep into Jin's past, a new and absolutely gorgeous island to explore that's full of meaningful collectibles, and a couple of challenging additions to combat uh, in the form of enemies that force you to think on your feet even more than before. The quest design is disappointingly familiar to everything we've already played in the main game, uh, but in op- any opportunity to revisit the stunning world the Sucker Bunch has made is one worth taking. Tam, have you played Director's Cut? And if not, are you going to? I have not played it yet, but I will be playing it. I got my uh, copy of it downloaded, or I have it downloading. Um, so I'm excited to check it out. I really like the original um, Ghost of Tsushima. I think a lot of what people have said about it, especially what... Um, Phil over at GameSpot said, um, because obviously you gotta pimp my own people. Uh, but also <laughs> what Mitchell said uh is is like on point. Like I really loved it, but it has is 
Ghost of Tsushima has its fair share of open world bloat and fluff. Um, and the thing that I'm excited about is choosing not to engage with it this time. One, because um, I think I've grown as a person. And I think I've reached a point now where I'm like, I value my time more than uh, following this fox around to something that I probably won't care about eventually. Sure. But also because since it seems to be the same kind of, uh, same flavor of like fluff to extra stuff to do, I feel good about uh, leaving it and not getting any specific FOMO about it. Sure. So, but because of that and everything I've heard about the actual uh, Iki Island stuff and its characterization and, you know, filling in some color around Jin's past is really, really exciting to me. Um, I'm, I'm super, super eager to play it. Um, I think it's kind of like going to get bumped up to the top of my play to playlist. And I also didn't check out any of the multiplayer stuff when the oh, original Legends, yeah. when it came. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like super keen on checking some of that out as well. But yeah, I'm definitely going to play it. So yeah, full full thoughts are up for us over on the Gamescast. Please go check it out because it's it's me, it's Mike, it's Blessing, it's Lucy, mm. all talking about this. Uh, I loved this. I've beaten the Iki Island expansion. It took me you know about three hours or whatever, and I was in a similar boat to you where I was like, "Cool, I've done it." I you know you reap when you transfer your save over to the PS5 version. It, I I had the platinum in PS4. It popped me another platinum here, and so then it was that thing of like, "Cool, I don't think I'm that motivated to necessarily go do everything again." And I was like, oh, you know, War for Wakanda's out. I'm going to go over and start playing that. And then it was that thing of like, but I'm sure it's, I love the gameplay of, and I got drawn back into Ghost and I went back and I started clearing the island again. Mm. Like, I love that. And I think this, you know, one of my complaints as somebody who loved Ghost of Tsushima the first time around, but by the end of it, when it was like, all right, cool. I'm on my 40th of 42 Fox Dens. I was like, I don't need this, right? Yeah. I like that they shook it up a bit here. and sh- they get, it's, it's nine total uh, animal dens. It's three different. It's like three cats, three deers, et cetera. Like you get that shaken up a bit. And then there's a bunch of cool Easter eggs that I don't want to spoil in there uh, that I think PlayStation fans are really going to like when they get into it. Um, the Iki Island expansion itself, the story of what you're talking about, does a lot for Jin, and then I think I think the uh, uh, or the antagonist you're fighting against, the eagle, is really interesting. And I don't know how mm. much you've heard about uh, her, uh, Tam, but I would really be interested to see your take as a Batman fan on what you. Yeah, take. I'm excited. That's the other thing that I want to check out. Like, um, based on the reviews I've seen, the eagle seems to be a real good. Like Colton Khan was fine, but it was a very vanilla type of villain, right? It was like I'm here. I'm gonna. I'm about to ruin your house. I'm yeah, ruining, he was I'm well acted, right? Car. I hated that guy. Very, very well acted. Yeah, but like. Like not not particularly, you know. Remember when um, they first introduced the uh, the game, and there was a trailer, and uh, Kotal Khan was like, "I've learned your language, and I've I've studied the way you." And it was like, "Oh, this is like a a mastermind level schemer that we're dealing with here." And then you play the game, and he's not really. He's like always that. one step ahead of you. He's always yeah. getting out of there, and yeah, yeah. Not really. In the main game, he's like, "Aha! I've stolen your uncle. Come and get him." Uh, <laughs> and and it's like, okay, cool. Uh, and like, I was kind of like not missing it, but like, I lamented the fact that it wasn't more of like a mind game type thing where you could like be like, I'm out outwitting you in in both like in battle and in like strategy. Um, but it sounds like the new villain um, is is more of that, and at the very least has a more commanding presence and is around and has a little more like uh, nuance in terms of like uh, characterization too, which is cool. And I'm into that. Uh, I saw in the chat here after we, when we were talking, glancing over here, people were like, "Oh, three hours out." No, no, three hours for the storyline of the eagle. There, if you're doing everything on Iki Island, I'm still doing that. I would say, and I, I would say, I'm approaching. I mean, grand total, probably I'm at seven hours right now. And that's me farting around the island, running around, doing stuff, remembering how good. I mean, this is all 
you know, taking or putting in the backseat how much fun it is to play Ghost, how cool that combat system is. One of the summaries, I'll obviously, is much longer reviews talked about uh, thinking on your feet. The enemies you're fighting on Iki actually switch their stances the same way you switch yours. So, like, you have to be on the ball of, all right, cool, you're in sword stance, then they switch over to the big pole. You have to switch over to the big pole. Keep switching all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to get back to more of it. But to what you were saying, Tam, and what I've talked about on the review, right? Like, for me, there was enough downtime between ghost and then legends that when i got back to go to legends i was like oh man i'm rusty and i get it and this is cool but i'm not really feeling it whereas now i feel like after multiple hours of ghost and i still want to go and get all the trophies for iki then i'm going to be ready to roll into legends and be like cool i know what i'm doing and i'm ready to go with that i'll play with you let's play let's do dude this. I, I mean you i mean i know you're not joking at all but this is the thing you know me you goldfarb even sean our, our, our whole avengers crew that i talk about all the time yeah, seems it. down for this so yeah i'm totally down to get going yeah over i'm there. down yeah um, I, I do need to get into uh, Wakanda as well this weekend. So. Well, that was my thing too. Is uh, Before we you know say we're going to go play a lot of yeah, Ghosts, yeah, remember yeah. we are getting Kevin into Avengers. He has it downloaded. Yeah, yeah, He's, Joey's going to come play too because Lauren's playing. We could we have new people coming to the crew, Tam. Mm. Okay, this is good. we got to make sure That's Kevin good. has a good time. This yeah. is good. Don't worry about it. Kevin will have a great time. I'll, Kevin, I'll, when do you want to play I'll... Avengers? I'm sorry, what was that? When do you want to play Avengers? Me and Tam Ooh, are here to play. I got a busy... Well, I mean, we could do it on stream on Saturday if you want. Good point. I like that. Ooh. I'll leave your heads out on that one. Remember 12 hour stream, right? Or is it one of the subathon streams? I don't even know. I work you here. Know, I don't know what's happening. I mean, like, let's just see how far the kids can take it, you know? A bunch of cows. Here's what I'll say if, if the kids can take it till nine o'clock, I'll get on for the late shift and I'll play Avengers. Don't worry about it. Number I'm, two, I'm I, Roper Report. I'll, I'll do say. anything the kids tell me to. Exactly. Well, you you don't even sleep anymore, right? Yeah. Who knows? No, you're no, no, no. you're in this weird time frame. It doesn't make any sense to you. No, 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 no. I, I think midnight, you know, nine o'clock. What is that like five in the morning for you? Yeah, but you know, the other day I was like up at four AM playing Valorant for some reason. So oh, Lord. who knows what's going on anymore? Cam's a real gamer. He's got it in his blood. All right, big gamer hours. Big gamer hours. Yeah. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. Let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077 DLC details. We'll go to GameSpot, where Jeremy Winslow writes: Developer CD Projekt Red has pulled back the curtain on Cyberpunk 2077's first batch of free DLC, but. They're not as substantial as you might expect. During a Twitch live stream, several CDPR employees broke down what's new inside the third-person shooter's latest update. Uh, Alongside discussing the changes in patch 1.3, the studio showcased the four new pieces of content. Two jackets, one car, and an alternative outfit for Johnny Silverhand. All four pieces of DLC can be accessed in the game's main menu under additional content tab, under the additional content tab. The two jackets, both of rare slash iconic qualities, uh, are available in V's apartment after completing the ride mission. Meanwhile, the Archer Quartz Bandit car can be purchased after finishing Ghost Town. You can check out screenshots of all four pieces over on GameSpot.com. CDPR senior level designer Miles Toast great name by the way clarify that these add-ons are a are small for a reason patch 1.3 is cyberpunk 2077's biggest update to date according to toast so the dlc's function as kind of a sweetener for the tea as such bigger more substantive 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 expansions for the game are coming later quote this is this patch is our biggest to date toast said during the live stream uh we're Put a lot of effort into this one. Probably we, but that's what they wrote. We put a lot of effort into this one. So consider the DLC. Tam, go into your back end and make sure you correct that quote from me. Yeah, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have a quick look at this. Apologies. We've put a lot of effort into this one. So consider the DLCs that we have now as sort of goodies, sort of cherries on top. The reality, of course, and we've talked about this in the past, is that we differentiate a bit between different kinds of extra content, between DLCs, additional items of which we will have many of have plenty coming down the road. And of course, the 
giant expansion passes, which we will have something to say about later, end quote. This mirrors the studio's approach to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which saw 16 pieces of free DLC before receiving its two massive expansions in 2015 and 2016. CD, uh, CD Projekt Red uh, called this method out in September 2020 uh, with the president, Adam Kaczynski, saying Cyberpunk 2077 DLC would follow a similar trajectory. Senior Quest designer Patrick Mills said during the live stream that some DLC for Cyberpunk 2077 will be bigger than others and all would be free, but they wouldn't match the scope of the larger add-ons the studio has planned. CD Projekt Red didn't specify what these expansions are. However, Mills said that the was said that what the team is working on is quote cool and will cost players some money. <laughs> <laughs> An exact release date for patch 1.3 and these free add-ons was not revealed. CDPR uh, said Pro fans can expect it uh, to hit Cyberpunk 2077 in the near future. Just once, I want to see a developer go, yeah, we're working on DLC. It's absolutely sucks. shite. It sucks. sucks. Listen, it's, we're just trying to get it done, all right? It <laughs> yeah. sucks or it sucks. It will cost you some... It's cool and it will cost you some money. Imagine like <laughs> that E3 presentation. Like, what have you been asking about a remodeled PS5? I can confirm we're working on it. It's cool, and they put it up as like a bullet point, and it will cost you <laughs> some money. Money. Uh, Tam, what was your? I don't even know what was your experience with Cyberpunk. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, I got it before it was released. Uh, I didn't have particularly good internet in my apartment in uh, in the East Bay. Took me like an entire day to download it, and then I was like, "All right, I'm going to play this game." Just as I fired it up, it was like we've released a 50 gig patch for it. So I was like, okay, I'll download this new version of it. Downloaded the new version, started playing, got through like the first few missions, the the uh, origin story. Um, I was like, great, I got a nice grasp of the intro. Come back to it tomorrow. Next day, 50 gig patch. I was like, okay, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> so I just left it and I was like, I'll come back to this when they're done, when it's in a good place. And they released the patch the other day. And like I went on Reddit and the first thing I saw was like, uh, just patched the game, uh, fired it up, and everyone is falling through the ground infinitely. And I was like, okay, so they're not done with fixing this yet. Yeah. Um, I own it on PlayStation Five and on um, uh, PC, but I, I just want, I want, I'm excited to play that game. But I feel like the further we get away from it, the less interest I have in checking it out. I'm waiting for them to be like, okay, it's good now. You can all jump in, or I'm waiting for word of mouth to say that um i wonder as, if that will ever happen though you know what i mean like i feel like yeah there's the fact of cyberpunk being a trash fire for ps4 or yeah ps4 and mm -hmm. xbox one when it launches right and obviously just the bugs in general but even to peel all that away like as somebody who platinumed it playing the yeah. ps4 version on ps5 right like i never think about cyberpunk and when i say that i mean i never think about like oh like when i think of like fallout 3 I can rattle off stories, you know what I mean? Yeah, of like, oh, yeah. when I did this or when I met that character, when this happened, blah, blah. And this one, it's like, oh, well, the funeral scene was cool. I liked that. And then, you know, I really liked uh, uh, Pan Am. She was cool. She, I romanced her. Like, that was our mm -hmm. relate. But it's not like, you know, my goofy-ass-looking character that I could ever make look cool because, of course, you couldn't, like, lock styles. Mm -hmm. So it was just Kevin running around in a trench coat. No offense, Kevin. Uh, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, it... I just don't think I enjoyed playing that game and eating it, but I I, I ate it like junk food. Whereas like, you know, somebody's like, oh, talk about the best meals of your life. I'm not like, oh man, McDonald's this one time. I think this could be, yeah, I'm exactly the same. And I wonder, this could be a really interesting opportunity for PlayStation Plus or Game Pass. Like mm -hmm. I wonder if like, but it would, it would involve like CDPR having to 
you know, make some concessions or even like take a hit to the ego to put their game on there after doing all they all they have done to it. But like you could really I, if I was Phil Spencer, I'd be like, yo, put it on our thing. And I guarantee you, we'll give you this bag you of money. We can turn it around. We can turn, we can it, turn around. it. We can. We can like make this shit pop again. Um, I wonder if they, it's going to reach a point where they, where CDPR feels confident in it, and then that's when so one of these uh, major platform holders swoops in and is like, give it away on our thing, and you will get a bump out of it. And then that's when they, you know, for a month, and then people play it, and they're like, oh, it's really good. And then people are starting to buy it all over again and check it out. Yeah, yeah. Wait, time it with the next gen updates, right? If you're going to have yeah, like exactly. Series X, you know, uh, flying yeah. or whatever, put it out there. But even then, it's like, you know, like, I know this isn't the, the major expansions they're talking about, right? But I wonder when the, the major expansions come, if I'm going to care. Like, is that going to mm. be, am I going to re-download it, you know, go in? Like, my character, at the end of, you know, platinuming that game, right? I was talking to Golfer about this last night. It, you know, you're so overpowered, like, to the point mm. where it's not fun. Because it is like, I remember, I had been a hacker the entire way, but by the time I was done platinuming it, it was that I had a, you know, amazing shotgun. And it would be, I would just run in, like I'm, people are shooting me and I'm like bulletproof pretty much. And like, that's shoot. It's a power fantasy. Right. But at some point when that breaks in, it just doesn't feel like I'm in that world anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like I, there's, there's so, it's such a shame the way that game went. And I, the, the most interesting part of it is like when CDPR was finished with the Witcher, it felt like a such a like a line drawn in the sand where they were like we absolutely killed it with the witcher we're going forward and we've got this bold new vision for a brand new franchise and they were quite like there was a period where they were quite confident and assertive about not going back to the witcher because they felt like um they were on top of the world and this new thing was going to be the thing that is their new new future yeah, I wonder if they're now looking back and being like uh time to go back to old Geralt because oh, uh, guaranteed yeah, I mean, like they they, they have meant, there has been rumblings about a new Witcher game for a little bit, but like I I wonder how quickly they pivot back to it. Um, it's really interesting. I sadly like the th the other thing is like I would love to see them take another crack at um Cyberpunk, like maybe in another game. Like it's not unheard of to have a kind of shaky first game and then follow up by succeeding you know, the Assassin's Creed story. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, but, I just feel like the the earth is salted on this game. Like, you know what I mean? That's what we're talking about. Like, you, it, it's you'd have mm. to no man sky it in such an interesting way. But I feel like even then, this has been such a ridiculous, crazy story at every turn. Of, yeah. you know, the the developer that could do no wrong, fucking all this up. You know, putting this thing out, betraying their trust. Uh, the game doesn't even run. It's delisted on PlayStation. It, you know, there there's all this stuff coming out about yeah. stocks and how they're sharing money over there and all this crap. Like, it's just ridiculous. It is rough. Uh, yeah, that's rough. And uh, they they've definitely, as well as fixing the game and improving it, they've also got like a little reputation building to do yeah. again. And all I'm saying is, quickly remake Witcher One on using the three engine. Stick it out. You'll be fine. All good. Interesting. That is an interesting. That's a very, very interesting way to get around all that, right? Yeah. To go back and bring those games out. Huh. Yep. Damn, you yeah. might have a million dollar idea right there. 
It's a shame I can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Number three on the Roper Report. Let's talk about some QuakeCon leaks. Uh, we're going over to IGN.com where Jared Moore has two different bullet points for you. We'll start with number one. Ahead of this year's QuakeCon, a version of the Doom Slayers collection for Nintendo Switch has seemingly been leaked by Best Buy. A store page for the game can be found on Best Buy, which includes a game overview and price, but no box art. The page also includes a release date for the title, which, if accurate, is apparently September 2nd. The Doom Slayers collection is already available for console players on the PS4 and Xbox One and includes the original 1993 classic Doom as well as the subsequent re-releases re uh, within the series. Doom 2, Doom 3, and 2016's Doom. Unlike the PS4 and Xbox One edition of the game, however, the Switch iteration listed on Best Buy also states that it will include Doom 64, which was re-released last year. The listing, which features a retail price of $49.99, comes in advance of this week's QuakeCon, suggesting a potential unveiling of Doom Slayer's collection during the event. Uh, the possible leak isn't the first to take place in the build-up to the convention either. We recently reported that the original upload of this year's QuakeCon schedule suggested that a revitalized edition of id Software's classic FPS Quake could be announced during a panel speaking of it your next bullet point quake has been rated by the esrb for pc ps4 xbox uh, series x and s xbox one ps5 and nintendo switch this leads to further evidence of the idea that quake remastered of a re-release or re-release will be announced at QuakeCon later today uh, additionally a reddit, reddit user super lord x has noted that quake on steam recently had a beta branch update further suggesting that quake announcement is on the way and while we've been live ladies and gentlemen uh whole it's you can see that they're going over there oh shoot i refreshed over here but it was uh uh Nibel had it up let me click on Nibel over here and get them back up. yeah there's, there's, it's popping off basically right now while we're talking here it is quake is now being listed on the microsoft store up to 4k widescreen resolution support enhanced models new lighting anti-aliasing dof uh, original soundtrack includes the original expansion and a new one by machine games Oh, yeah, and, and a new one. Okay, and a local and online multiplayer. The Quake Remastered also supports cross-play, xCloud support, uh, only for Game Pass Ultimate members, and mods. Quake 64 will be available for launch. It appears that Quake will shadow drop later today on all platforms. And then he fo Nibel follows up again, Quake on eShop, Quake on PSN. So it is happening, ladies and gentlemen. Popping off. We love to see it. QuakeCon. Wouldn't yeah. even know it was happening, Tam. Wouldn't even know that's a thing right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the QuakeCon has been kind of low-key for the last few years. Um, and it's kind of a shame because uh, they have a lot of... I'm, I'm excited that Quake is coming back, but I wish it was in a more meaningful way. Like, I, I hate to be that person who, like, gets something, uh, is given something that they want, and then is like, oh, I wish it was better. But, you know, I only I say it like because... This. Yeah, I only say it because, like, look at what they did with Doom. Like, sure. Doom came out, and they were like, it, it, like, it revitalized that franchise in such a major way. And I just feel like Quake is primed to get that same kind of treatment, and um, it has a fan base that's as fervent and as into it as as the Doom one is. And you know, putting putting uh, id Software and and Machine Games on this is like cool, but. I feel like there's more to be done there. Maybe this is just like the precursor to something more meaningful. That would be my thing is I think this yeah. is the precursor. I think they know that. And I think especially now that they're under the Xbox umbrella, right? It's like, cool, make us an awesome quake. You know what I mean? What do you want that to be? What do you like? What if it was a quake battle Royale, <laughs> right? Like go ahead and like yeah. tinker around and fuck with that. Go do that. It's weird because they, they, I do think like this could be the precursor to that, but then they've had precursors to this before where they like quake live was a thing that existed for a little while. And they've been like plugging away at it, and 
it's weird that they now come into the original games, but I'm glad they are because those games are excellent and they are. I I don't know if they hold up super well, but I'm excited to check it out. And I do wonder. I'm I'm interested to see the how the modern audience of of video gamers takes to Quake and whether it still packs a punch in the same way that it used to. It's a lot of fun, or if it's just going to be um us like old heads just waxing nostalgia with Quake again on on PC. That's and that's what you're talking about, which I think is so fascinating is that Quake was never a thing for me. But I remember when Quake was the thing, and I especially remember coming to IGN and being the young kid and all the old guys there, old guys, you know, the 30-year-olds at IGN when I started and was 22 or 3 or whatever. Like, oh, I remember when we would do this and bring in all our computers and play Quake over here and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's like such a cool memory for them, but it wasn't a cool memory that I had any touchstone to. And I feel like, honestly, most gaming people don't right now either. Yeah, it is. It, I just remembered a, a memory of of my one, which is like when I worked at uh, computerandvideogames.co.uk in the UK, CVG, which is like uh, the world's first gaming magazine, and there was an online portion of it. Um, uh, the IT department uh, in that at that company was militant about not having like non uh, having video games on PC, like uh, just hanging out on on non gaming PCs, so your work PCs. And uh, we all like to play Quake in the in the lunchtime. Uh, uh, so instead, we had a folder that they never caught called Documents Three Arena instead of Quake <laughs> Three Arena. <laughs> Fooled all those idiots. Easy, no problem. Right in time. There's no way they can ever see through that. No, they'll never figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Quake is kind of funny because like these days, not only. It's like the primordial soup of uh, of like a multiplayer, uh, competitive multiplayer games, right? Like, I think of it in the same way as like I talked about this on another thing where it's like Akira, like you, the anime Akira or the movie, the manga, whatever it is. You watch a movie today and uh, or you watch it today and you don't see it for what it is. You just see it for the things that it influence. So instead of watching Akira, you're watching a music video that referenced it or like a comic that referenced it. And then like it doesn't have the impact that it would have had if you were experiencing it at the time. I feel like Quake is similar where there's so many like Quake inspired games or multiplayer games as a whole that have taken ideas from Quake and it's become commonplace these days. So the idea of a modern audience playing Quake, I feel like they're just going to get, oh, this is just a collection of references to things uh, I've played since uh, uh, Quake existed or in my day and the things that have defined my tastes. And it kind of feels old because of that. We're going to give the gold star to Druvenator, who writes in to patreon.com slash games while we're live with this question. and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Question for Greg and Tam. Mm-hmm. Machine Games announced slash will announce a new expansion for Quake. That's crazy. Do you think that might tie into a new Quake made in collaboration with Machine Games? Ooh. We're talking about how Machine Games, of course, revitalized Doom. Wait, no, uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah. Could they work that same magic here for Quake? Wow, interesting. That, the fact that they're announcing a new expansion. So here's, my, here's what I would love. So people came to Doom, and they the thing that was unexpected about Doom, like gameplay, absolutely top notch. The flow to it, the kind of like mechanically um, how it felt, so satisfying. But I think that really the thing that really gave that the revitalization of Doom and Doom Eternal was the story, right, and the world building. Mm-hmm. It's very, very like elaborate and intricate and really interesting, and they did an amazing job with it. Quake again has a world, has a story, not really known for it. I would love to fire up that new expansion and suddenly it's very story heavy. It still looks like old Quake, but for some reason it's like very driven by narrative and characters and it's like laying the foundation for what's going to come next. 
So this is kind of like the bridge into the proper revitalization of Quake in the same way that Doom 2016 was for that game. I sure. would be well, well up for that. That would be so cool. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. The Quake Slayer. Quake Slayer. Uh, number four on the Roper Report. CES is going to require vaccination. Uh, this is an official press release from CES. We're excited to reconvene the technology industry in Las Vegas and experience the magic of CES with you. Over 1,000 companies, including major brands and startups, have already committed to be in Las Vegas. CES 2022 will feature the latest tech innovations, including space tech, food tech, and NFTs. Jesus, Count Me In is not wanting to go to this fucking Yeah, thing absolutely. All. No, thank you. <laughs> Audiences will hear from industry leaders like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, during live keynotes, including General Motors chair and CEO uh, Mary Barra and T-Mobile CEO Mike uh, Sievert. Safety, security, and health are a priority at CES. For CES 2022, we will require all in-person attendees to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination. Based on today's science, we understand vaccines offer us the best hope for stopping the spread of the virus. While we are still more than five months from CES 2022, we are sharing this information early to give you time to plan. CES 2022 will uh, follow state and local guidelines and recommendations by the CDC for masking and other protocols. Masks are currently required in public indoor spaces in Las Vegas. We will regularly update the CES website about it with the latest information. Tam, are you shocked? Oh my god! So, I mean, I'm not shocked that they're going to require um, uh, evidence of vaccination at all. But like at this point, I'm like, who's going to CES? Who's excited about CES? <laughs> other than other than people who are like flogging their wares. Like I'm CES. I, I respect people who are excited about CES and are into tech. But I don't know. There's something about it that I'm like, I'm cool for now. There's nothing exciting in tech. Like we've been offered the opportunities and we have gone to CESs in the past, but it's usually been like, oh, we're in the like, you know, the cutting edge or the oh, we're on the cusp of major changes in technology. It was like flat screen TVs were getting bigger and like there were foldable flat screen TVs and you know, chipsets were getting tiny and there was good reason to be excited about going to them. These days it's like, hey, we've got a new fridge, it's got a screen on it. We've cool. got NFTs. Do not care what NFTs. Don't get me started about NFTs. NFTs are just like the worst thing in modern civilization, as far as I'm, one of the worst things in modern civilization. Just the worst stuff. I hate it. Every time I see the word NFT, I just get unreasonably. It's got to blow over soon, right? This is this fad's got to be gone. I don't. We can't think really so. be talking about the you know your thing is, screenshot, right? Yeah, the thing is, like, it's propped up by rich people who are using this as a way to, you know, fleece people, other people who are going to get caught into the idea of NFTs. And they're like people of in prominent positions or people who have some sort of following, like artists and that kind of stuff. And yes, there are opportunities to make money and for artists, especially, make money in interesting new ways, make a lot of money in interesting new ways. But for the most part, it's just rich people doing rich people shit to get even richer. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. get out of my face. Um, yeah, get out of my face. Yeah, yeah. NFT stands for not flipping. Not, not for Tam. Not more. for Tam. Yeah, not for Tam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. I love it. Thank you. I remember Appreciate everybody, it. ladies and gentlemen, please go get vaccinated. If you're 12 or older and haven't received a COVID vaccination, you can text your zip code to 438829 to find a free vaccine near you. At many locations, no appointment is needed, and you can get free rides with Uber and or Lyft there and back. I have it on good authority that all the coolest people are vaccinated. That's all true. of them. That's so true. 
Jennifer cool. Aniston cool. won't hang out with you unless you're vaccinated. So if you ever want to yeah. hang out with Jennifer Aniston, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be careful. You gotta get it. I'm I'm like 99 percent sure Wesley Snipes is vaccinated. Uh, I'm pretty sure taxes though. Yeah, you know, let's not talk about that. Um, okay. You know, the, I mean, the, lesson learned. learned at this point, right? Yeah, lesson learned. Also, like, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about taxes while I'm trying to get back into America. But, you know, taxes, uh, taxes are an interesting thing. Uh, well, then, while we skillfully dodge that, let me tell you about Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny Games. It's been described as cool and will cost you some money. But over on Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny Games, of course, you can use it to write into the show just like Druvenator did live. You can use it to get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And, of course, you could do it to get the show ad-free. But speaking of ads, Ads, Greg Way. You didn't go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games today, so let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Canva Pro. Making content is an essential part of what I do to keep this show going, but it hasn't always been a seamless creative process. Of course, I just get to come on here and yell at you, but somebody's got to make graphics, lower thirds, little things that pop up and go whoopity whoop whoop. Raj is making stuff right now. Make it go, Raj. Whoopity whoop whoop. How does Raj know how to do that? How does Tim know how to do that? They use Canva Pro. Of course, Canva Pro is a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Whether you're a design professional or just getting started, designing with Canva Pro is amazingly fast and fun. Choose from thousands of professionally made templates that are easy to customize with simple drag and drop features or start from scratch. Canva Pro comes with endless premium fonts, photos, videos, and so much more that add personality and edge to whatever you're designing. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kfgd and get your free 45-day extended trial. That's c-a-n-v-a dot m-e slash k-f-g-d canva dot me slash kfgd our next sponsor well it's hbo max this episode of kind of funny games daily is sponsored by hbo max many of us are plumbing the depths of streaming platforms searching for something new to watch looking for an entertainment fix and if that's true for you boy do i have a suggestion hbo max has same day movie premieres of the biggest movies of 2021 every single month yeah that's right the biggest warner brothers pictures releases will be available in your theater and your living room same day of course we just lived through suicide squad right james gunn the suicide squad uh you know what a bunch of people went and saw it in theaters i stayed home with jen we watched it here on hbo max we had a great time suicide squad and so many others will be available are available whatever you want to say in theaters and on hbo max for a limited time and at no extra charge to subscribers release dates of course are subject to change so get on it and sign up for hbo max at hbom.ax slash kfgd again that is hbom.ax slash kfgd our next sponsor it's kiwico kiwico is defining the future of play by making it engaging enriching and seriously fun super cool hands-on projects and toys designed to expose kids to concepts in steam that science technology engineering art and math are a great resource for learning at home and you might say hey greg miller aren't you about to have a kid that's right person that's why i have my first kiwico crate right here it's the panda crate which of course as you can see right here maybe you can't says ages zero to plus zero plus months so as you open it up and you see bam look today i'm one month old when you see this on my instagram uh my child this pillow with the month card in there you not only will you know how uh, many months old my child is you'll know kiwico kiwico wants kids to be fearless innovators and design projects to help them develop that muscle if you want to sign up 
for KiwiCo? It is simple. You can do it and support us. You can go to KiwiCo.com slash kindoffunnygames to get 50% off your first month. That's KiwiCo.com slash kindoffunnygames to get 50% off your first month. K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash kindoffunnygames to get 50% off your first month. Let me swaddle you. Tam, I'm excited for my baby to get here so I can use some of this KiwiCo stuff I just told you. But my baby's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, <laughs> say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday, baby. Yeah. Out today, ladies and gentlemen, Rims Racing is on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uoni is on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC. Recompile is on PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and PC. Synthetic 2 is on PC. 12 Minutes is on Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC. You can catch the game's cast review right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And of course, you can catch the Xcast recording live tomorrow, posting everywhere Saturday, where we will be doing a second half of the show that is a 12 minutes spoiler cast. Monster Harvest is on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Monster Train First Class is on Switch. Rush Rally Origins is on Switch. Zombo Buster Advance is on Switch. Uh, Busan's. What? Oh, coffee. Is on Switch. It's spelled different. Fia uh-huh. 2, The Shattering is on Switch. Where is Samantha is on Switch, which is a sequel, of course, to Help Coco. Uh, Sakura <laughs> Suc- Succubus 4 is on Switch. Metal Commando is on Switch. Never Return is on PC. And then Jessica is out today on Switch. That's that FMV uh, game we'd seen a long time ago that I want to see. Hmm. New dates for you. Struggling is on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on September 8th. Siberia, The World Before, will be released on PC on December 10th. Uh, Despot's Game is on uh, Steam Early Access October 14th, but there's an open beta testing starting today. And then NHL 22 will come to PS5, Xbox Series X, S, as well as PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on October 15th. Now, let's get into a question from the one, the only, the Kyle Fedenuk. Kyle writes to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Hey team, hope you're having a great day and you can let me go off on EA sports games for a minute. Kyle, you have the floor today. NHL 22 was announced and like all the other EA sports titles this year, the game won't have cross play or even cross gen parentheses. Technically you'd own both gens. If you buy the special edition, though, it's not clear to me if I can play the last gen version on current gen consoles. Back to the question. I really don't understand the decision making here. EA has been going cross-play with other titles. Why not sports titles? Uh, especially when you look at other success slash sales like the MLB The Show uh, had this year, and it's on Game Pass. Personally for me, NHL 22 uh, not being cross-gen is a huge blow. NHL is the fourth most popular franchise and has a very small player base as it is. Removing cross-gen is just going to make it even smaller and probably the worst decision EA could make for the NHL franchise. I honestly don't see myself buying this game again. I'd love to hear what you think and when you think EA will, if ever, adopt cross-play for its sports titles. Thanks, hmm. Kyle. Have you kept abreast of this situation with NHL 22? I haven't kept abreast of the situation with NHL 22 specifically. However, yeah. if I had to hazard a guess, I would say it will come down. Most people are going to be like, money, money, money. And yes, there is probably an element of that. But I also suspect it is it has something to do with contracts. 
um mm. in terms of the the licenses as well in terms of one the nhl or whether it's fifa or whatever it may be and then the specific licenses for players usually in these scenarios there's usually a very specific stipulation of where these players or where the overall licenses for the nhl or fifa or uefa sure, whatever sure. appear and I imagine that in a lot of cases, they're like forward thinking to a degree as well, where it's like, oh, we'll have it on uh, the lifetime of the PlayStation 4, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And with the advent of new consoles, there's probably some reworking or renegotiating that is required to make it so that you can do that. I like where your head's at because that does happen a lot. But I think Mm. it's just the engine. I'm going to go to IGN.com where Cat Bailey reports NHL Mm. 22 announced for next-gen consoles with a new engine and other enhancements. NHL 22 uh, will be skating. It seems like there should be more to that. NHL 22. (laughs) NHL 22 will be skating to the Xbox Series X slash S and PS5 in October, EA announced today, making the Hockey Sims debut on the new console generation. In doing so, it will transition to the Frostbite engine, joining Madden and FIFA on EA's proprietary engine. The engine update is a long time coming. Where FIFA transitioned to Frostbite in 2016 and Madden made the move uh, the year after, NHL steadfastly stuck with the Ignite engine, introduced at the beginning of the PS4 and Xbox One generation. Doing so allowed it to avoid the myriad of tech issues suffered by Madden and FIFA, but also left it looking noticeably dated. So I do believe this is just an inevitable shift to the new Mm. engine they needed to do, which is why, of course, you wouldn't be able to go through and actually do uh, cross-gen support. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm going through Cat's article here to see to make sure I'm right on this. Yeah. However, NHL will not include GM Connected, the online league system that was cut in the move to the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, with a car, uh, for the previous generation version, the uh, Kuang, who's in this article, says that uh, there will be full feature parity between the last generation and current generation versions, with the Xbox One and PS4 version also moving to Frostbite Engine. So no. Mm. Similar to Madden and FIFA, NHL 22 will include a dual entertainment system, meaning PS4 and Xbox One owners who pre-order the more expensive X-Factor Edition will be able to update to the newer consoles for free. However, only Hockey Ultimate Team Progress will be transferable, with the various career modes being locked to whatever console you're starting on. So no explanation really where for what the reasoning would be of why it's happening that yeah. way. But I would imagine it's just some weird tech issue. Yeah, it's a shame that they don't do go the extra mile. I mean, they have no reason to because they make money hand over fist. But like, you know, offer something for people who are having to double dip, you know, sure. and, you know, a discount of some sort to prove that it's, you, yeah. I feel it and I understand it, but I also think it's just such a, this is the pain, the pain point this one time to move. And for like, yeah. all right, well, you know, even the upgrade thing, but it only takes over some of your progress. Oh, that sucks. But it's also like, well, when are you buying this game and when are you buying your next-gen console? Because remember, like, they have nine months to work on the next game, right? You're In a year, you're going to be back here buying the next NHL game. So why really go bend over backwards, go the extra mile to make this thing work mm. for the small percentage of people are going to be able to get an Xbox Series X and a PlayStation uh, 5 to be able to do it. Yeah, but I do understand Kyle's point of like trying to get a player base together. As an Avengers player, I understand that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Deals of the day for you. Uh, right now, you can get Psychonauts for $1. This is Otto over at GameSpot. Ahead of the launch of Psychonauts 2, players can catch up on the game's crude, mind-bending story by picking up Psychonauts for dirt cheap. The 2005 release is currently the cheapest game the cheapest a game will usually go for before being free, costing just a buck. The discount is in effect for the next five days. Doesn't apply to every platform Psychonauts is listed on. Uh, customers can pick up the game over on Xbox One or Xbox Series X slash S on the Microsoft Store, as well as PC via Steam at its discounted price. On the PlayStation Store, however, Psychonauts still costs $10. 
still worth it. Still worth it at $10. If you can get it for one, get it. If you can only get it for 10, still good. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Okay. Xbox free people no people yeah 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 old people who played psychonauts they get yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, xbox free play days uh hood outlaws and legends and i am bread are both available for xbox live gold and xbox game pass ultimate members right now and going all the way until sunday on top of that the elder scrolls online tam tamriel i don't know why i know that word tamriel oh Uh, oh, unlimited No, no, not you, Tamriel. Not you, Tamriel. That's your full name. Uh, Unlimited is available uh, now for an extended period from June 17th through Monday, August 30th. Tam? I'm good. I'm good. Tamriel? You are good. You're great. Everybody knows that. Thank you. Did you ever get into that? You ever play the Elder Scrolls Online? No, I tried. I tried it for a bit and I was like, no, I'm good. I'm all right. I could do with that. I I don't need this right now. Um, It seems like it's grown into a really, really really good games everyone i know that does play it's like this is like super super good um maybe i'll go back to it one of these days but i'm currently working my way through final fantasy 14 so i don't need a second long-term game like that and also play avengers and you know yeah you do too too many long-term games just yeah you only have one you just need the one avengers you mean kevin right kevin right 100% boss man thanks kevin uh tam we asked people who are watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe we only got one wrong today it's from katie g who writes and says uh they didn't have pillows but cavemen did sleep on beds of grass and ash up to a foot deep with the ash acting to deter insects sounds rough hey man they were cavemen they had to do it you know what i mean they had saber tooth tigers running around yeah (laughs) they had that car they had to push with their feet that was tough it was tough back then yeah do you remember do you remember when um uh batman became a caveman that was a good time remember when he he, everybody thought he was dead but he was actually yeah but he was back in time omega sanctioned and then worked his way back into dark sides yeah what a great run that was comics man anything can happen don't worry about it uh speaking of anything can happen anything can happen here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games for kind of funny games daily uh tomorrow we'll be back it's going to be me and ryan from marvel that's right agent m himself ryan panagos coming to join me to talk about the gaming news of the day i uh, remember right now if you're watching live on, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh we're going to do our reaction our first live reaction to the marvel's eternals trailer that has dropped i have none of us have watched it i'm excited to see what it's all about and see kumail and hopefully see more of his abs after that it's going to be mike blessing and barrett playing more metal gear solid 2 if you miss uh the eternals you can catch that later on youtube.com slash kind of funny if you miss the metal gear solid 2 playthrough you can go to our newest youtube channel youtube.com slash kind of funny plays and get the video there uh tam where can people mm-hmm. keep up with you you can find me on twitter at Tomorrow H. Um, if you want to see some of my work, you can go to GameSpot or GiantBomb.com, where I have a couple of new shows. Uh, one is called Born to Run. The other one is called The Very Online Show, which I do with Lucy James and Jeff Backler. If you want to catch me doing some streaming, I'm at twitch.tv forward slash Tomorrow H. Uh, a lot of kind of funny best friends are in there whenever I play Out Wilds, and they're so good, so wholesome. Um, it's always a good time. But if you want to come hang along, uh, come hang out. I do stream three times a week, usually on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. So come, come hang out. Come hang out with him. And if you want to keep hanging out with him, remember he's going to come do the post show with us over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, uh, where the show keeps on rolling. You could get your name read. You could get the show ad free. You could get, uh, exclusive shows like the next gen podcast. Isn't that right? Roger Pokorny. You're.
god all right there's a twitch stream happening there's other stuff going on we're recording a kind of funny podcast until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you